What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Be The Light Podcast with your hosts, I'm Marissa. And I'm Sierra. We're not trying to be perfect. We're just trying to be raw, real, and relatable. Let's light it up. How are you? Um, better than last week. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I forgot to change my shirt. I'm good. <laughs> I brought What's wrong shirt. with your shirt? <laughs> well, I just... Is a work shirt. I just plant. I don't know. I just seen myself in the video, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Because I was just. Are going. we f- fuzzy? I thought we looked, or like we looked real tan. <laughs> I mean, I. Look, we're not focused. There we there go. There we go. Okay. Okay. Oh. Anyways, yeah, I brought another shirt to change into, and then when I looked at myself in the mirror, or whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, I'm straight out of work. I'm still in work clothes, so. Well, same. That's so. how we are. Anywho, how are you? How was your weekend? It was good. Um, had our little sisterhood meeting on Friday. How was that? Your little birthday party on Saturday. It was good. Good. Um, it was funny because um, I had been praying like all week just for like, Lord, whoever needs to be here, like let them be here. And I was like praying over the ones that were going to be here. And then like... <laughs> the day of like a few hours before it was like all right so and so is coming and then they weren't coming and then they were and then they are coming and then this person's coming now they're not coming. I was like lord who's supposed to be here <laughs> I was like who am I supposed to be praying for right now right um but then it ended up being a few of us and um it was actually really good because we just had um we were all married those that were there so we had a good kind of conversation about the role of wives and um stuff like that so nice. and then um we made our homemade pizza how was that so good yeah. oh my and gosh we, i've seen the picture of the one you made jordan it looked really good the one yeah the dolly ate yeah yeah <laughs> the, i was so mad because i don't know what woke me up but i woke up and angler was in the bed with me the dolly wasn't and i was like uh-oh <laughs> and i walk out in the kitchen and i mean there's not a crumb yeah. not a like a piece of sauce nothing anywhere so it's like well i know you ate it but there's like no evidence right that there was ever a pizza yeah even in like the kitchen at all it was back when i don't remember when it was the the guys were outside working on like this go-kart whatever and me and my friend kayla was inside and we was fixing to grill some chicken but we were gonna step outside because at the time we smoked so i was going outside to smoke a cigarette and asked the guys like what did y'all want on the season for the grill, mm-hmm. you know? Literally, like, I put the bowl in the middle. Like, there's no way they could have, like, reached it unless they got on top of the thing, okay? <laughs> and mind you, I stepped outside, and I can see right through my front door, okay? Mm-hmm. I turned my back for a second, I came back. Like, I didn't even finish my cigarette. I just, like, threw it out, came back, yeah. and the bowl was gone. So I was anticipating it to be, like, on the ground. Mm-hmm. And just all the chicken everywhere. Yeah. No, there wasn't even. You wouldn't even think I had cleaned it. No, had chicken no ready evidence. to go. None. It, they were just licking their lips. I'm like, I thought they were gonna get sick too. Well, that's what Jordan asked worried. me. It was like, has she thrown up yet? I was like, I don't think so. No, it's like their <laughs> stomachs are still. I don't know. They have, it's a lap thing for sure. Oh uh, yeah, I was like, okay, well, sorry about the pizza. <laughs> so he had like the leftover cheese and crackers. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I tried. It? <laughs> I, I even sent him a picture when it came oh. out. I was like, bon appetit, because it looks so good. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's the dogs, man. That's funny. Speaking of dogs, let me just show you. <laughs> oh, you can't really tell. But the whole cover of my little Bible she study book is gone. 
So, but she didn't get any of the pages. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's crazy. When it, you know that excuse that people used to say, you know, my dog ate my homework. Mm-hmm. But, like, literally, I believe that is possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dogs do eat random stuff. So. Yeah. I've never seen a dog eat drywall like your dog had before, which is kind of crazy. But Drywall, window sills. I've seen window sills. Uh, she got Jordan's croc yesterday. Oh. The new which one? one? Dolly? <laughs> yeah. She's the only one that does anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Angler gets in there, too, but... Dolly starts it. Yes, yeah. for sure. I came home the other day, and Millie had freaking loaf of bread on the couch, like, <laughs> bite marks all into it. I'm like, I don't even know if I can save this. It's like, yeah. I just gotta throw it out. Ugh. I don't know how she gets up there. I, I always say I want to put a camera in mm-hmm. there, but then I'm like, that kind of, like, invades our privacy a little bit, <laughs> but, like, I want to see what, the, cause what they do while we're gone, because I feel like... They think it's a big dog house when yeah, we run. And for it's sure. like, oh, we can do anything. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I got to get new furniture. Oh, yeah. Bad. Like, but a I new gotta, couch? Yeah. Two, two new couches. But I'm going to wait. Yeah, I got to And same thing with blinds. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not getting new blinds just yet. I'm just waiting until they, like, get old or yeah. something and, like, don't care to see what's out there. Like, we was out there the other morning. And she literally got up there and, like, pulled, like, it's the push-up blinds, and they mm-hmm. were down. But she, like, pulled some slats down and was, like, looking through. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of the blinds. It's rather like that. Well, so, Dolly is in heat right now. And, um, we, I didn't get a good sleep last night. Because the dogs, like, went crazy at, like, midnight, 1 o'clock. And... You know, there's, like, a difference between, oh, they're just barking at, like, a squirrel or something. And then there's, like, somebody's in your yard right. bark. yeah. And Jordan was, like, yelling at him from the bed, like, to shut up or whatever. And and I was like, mm, no, that's a serious bark. Yeah. Like, something's going on. So I got up, and there's this little dog. Like, <laughs> could not be more than five pounds. In my backyard. In my fence. This is the oh. second time that this little rat tear here <laughs> has gotten into our backyard. And the first time, I didn't know he was back there. And I just let the girls out. And oh. they, like, chased him around the fence. And then he got out, like, in the little gap between our fence. And so he was back there again last night. Oh. And he just keeps coming, trying you know to get what, it. Whose dog? Well, so my neighbor was over on Friday. And she told me that it's a few houses down. There's, like, a hole in their fence or something. And mm. so he gets out. And I was like... <laughs> So he's after some Dolly. Oh. And, um, but I'm like, bro, <laughs> you are out kicking your covers. Because <laughs> Dolly's got about 60 pounds yeah. on you. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but Jordan was like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to punt that dog back in. <laughs> so I don't, he, I woke up this morning and he had like the trash can on one side of the fence and their little like milk crate that would keep their toys in on the other side of the little gap in the fence. I guess that was to keep them out. Hmm. But yeah, that that went on for like a few hours last night. (sighs) Yeah, our our dogs at one point like would wake up every day at like one thirty two o'clock, like ready to go out, ready. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, thank God, I don't have to do that anymore. I could sleep all night. (laughs) Oh, ours is. But when they get going, they're ready to go. Yeah, because that's what time we wake up. But when they get going. It it always stinks, though, because, like, back then, I would have to wake up at 1, 1.30, 2 o'clock, and then, like, get to dozing back out, and then here goes the alarm, 3, yeah. 3.30, like, ah, 
it's terrible. Yeah. Imagine a baby. Oh my Ugh. god. No, thank you. <laughs> um, but Dolly is hilarious first thing in the morning. Like when she is like fired up, ready to go. Like she is jumping around. Like she just loves life, and yeah. it, it just cracks me up first thing in the morning. So that's kind of how I am, honestly. I'm a, like I I don't like the lights on. I mm-hmm. can like I need the lights off till my eyes can adjust. But like I'm like goofy ready to go like I'm such a morning person I've always been like that and everybody I've been around is like yeah don't talk to me (laughs) don't talk to me until I've like had a sip of coffee coffee at least like (laughs) but it is Dolly does kind of like make me laugh first thing in the morning and kind of puts me in a good mood so yeah we need that sometimes yeah Oh, let's see. You had a little birthday party. I did. It was good. It was. There was a lot of people there, yeah. actually. I didn't realize I invited so many people. <laughs> uh, my cousin was like, how many drinks do I need to get? And I was like, I don't know. And I started counting people. Because I told Tana I didn't invite that many people, just, you know, our close people. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, huh, huh. oh, 25? <laughs> yeah. Well, all of our people are multiplying yeah. now. They got all these kids yeah. running around. <laughs> yeah. That was good, though. The kids yeah. had a lot of fun. They definitely had a lot they of fun. They played and everything. My ears itching. Anyways, I brought my book. Good for you. And I started it. You want to get into it? Sure. Are you on day? Are you on day three? Yes. Um, but there was something I wanted to say before we got into that. Um, at church yesterday, this is what I just love about our little small country church. Um, like anytime someone's just got like something on their heart, they just like say it, stand up, whatever. Like they, the room is yours. So, one of these ladies gets up, and she's like, I don't know about y'all, but I just feel like this church is under attack. Like, and then she starts just, like, she pointed at me, and she's like, your truck. And I was like, well, I kind of forgot about that, but yeah. And then she had had some, she's had had multiple things going on, and she was just kind of, like, pointing out things around, um, like, around, like, people that have, you know, ask for prayer or whatever. Right. And at first I was kind of like, why are we harping on this? Like, yeah, like we know we're under attack. Like that's, we're aware of that. That's why we're studying this and blah, blah, blah. But she, um, I don't know. She just felt like she needed to address it publicly. And then she prayed over all of us. Um, and then we did our worship. And then after worship, uh, one of the other ladies who goes and works with the kids, she was like, um, you know, we are under attack, but it our praise is our weapon. Mm-hmm. She's like, um, you know, when you feel just like beat down and it does get, it does become a lot at some point to where you're just like, God, is it ever going to end? Right. You know, or like what's next? But it's in those moments that we still need to be praising. Right. Because, I mean, that's the only way really to get through it mm-hmm. um, is to have that hope on the other end that whatever all this is is for it's for our good it's not to harm us or forsake us right and so I just thought that was really good that's crazy that you say that because I reshared a video um I don't know if you saw but David was it was a couple he posted a couple days ago but I didn't see it till last night and he was just talking about how he was at a worship in Smyrna and he was worshiping and then he just you know got this Revelation. Yeah, that yeah. he needed to get on there and talk about. And he was just talking about, like, people feeling like they're under attack and, like, everything they got going on and how 
when you're in those moments, you need to step into like serving like Mm -hmm. versus, you know, trying to retreat and, Mm -hmm. and hide from it or whatever, just pretty much like step into like serving Jesus and understand that these things are going to happen. But whenever you serve Jesus, that's when, you know, everything kind of changes and stuff. And I just, I don't know. I just thought that was cool. It kind of, well, I not, I thought it was kind of wild that she was, she said that because I mean, we're doing this study and then, um, the whole kind of sermon was about kind of the enemy's target on her back or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I just wanted to share that. That was good though. Praise. I really feel like I, and I feel like I am as well. Like I feel, I don't know. Like I feel like I'm in this transition period, but I also feel like, like, Oh, hi. I also feel like, uh, I'm like, I have, no, I just have so much on me, which everybody has so much on them, but I just feel like, and it's not anything abnormal that mm-hmm. I've not had before, you know, it's just like spiritually, I feel like I'm being attacked and emotionally, I don't know, it's well, kind of weird. I mean, we are. It It's, yeah, and it's kind of a lot, <laughs> so I feel like, and my natural instinct is to kind of like, like David was saying, you know, kind of retreat and like, mm-hmm. you know, s- sit back or whatever, but like. It's weird. It's a weird time for me right now. Well, maybe I'll save that for my lesson. Well, how about that? How about I just pray over us real quick okay. and over everyone that's listening and over the ladies at church who are feeling attacked, and then we'll then we'll continue. All right. All right. Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you for all the opportunities that you give us each and every day to glorify you. Lord, help us um, to remove ourselves from the situations that are not ideal and give us the eyes and the heart to see it from your perspective and be able to see how we can use these to bring you glory and to not get us down. Um, Lord, remind us um, the fruits of your spirit, joy, peace, patience, self-control, all these things that can get in the way of um, our vision of you, Lord. And I just pray that you continue to wrap your arms around us And anyone that's listening to this right now, I just pray that you um, touch their hearts right now and just give them any peace over any anxiety or worries that they may have. Um, And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Nice. All right. All right. You want to dive into this? I really thought this was kind of weird. Uh, Well, I guess it's not weird, but, you know, he always amazes me in the sense of, like, as I'm reading through this, I'm like, huh, this is kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy. So let's see. Oh, let me move this out of the way a little bit. Are we just going to read the whole thing? Uh, whatever, whatever you feel. Are we just, okay, yeah, let's, I'll go ahead and start. So on day three, it says lazy days. Um, there's an enemy. He's real in his intent. He is intent and active, working against you day by day, moment by moment. His goal, to keep you from experiencing the results of the victory that is already yours in Christ. He knows that you, as a daughter of God, cannot be destroyed. But he has other goals in the meantime, to distract you, discourage you, divide you from others, and disable you from experiencing everything that is rightfully yours as an adopted member of God's family. He wanted to terrorize you. He wants to terrorize you until you're rendered incapacitated, miserable, and incapable of living in the benefits of a victory that has already been won. I'm not making this up, nor am I trying to scare you. In fact, you shouldn't be afraid. Despite the target drawn on your back, 
drawn in bright red colors on your back, you'd be better off, but you'd better be alert on your guard. I cannot read. It's hard to read on camera. Yeah. <laughs> or like back in school, like I can read like when I'm just reading, mm-hmm. but when a teacher would like call on you, for some reason there goes a stutter and there goes the mystery. Well, did you ever like count yes. ahead to so like, I can, like me- go, go ahead, ahead and, and practice? <laughs> so much anxiety. Same. Same. So it says the first thing, um, what do you think it looks like to be on your guard against the enemy in, in practical everyday terms? And what did you put? Um, I put, um, remembering when things happen to you that there's an underlying war that we can't see. No, the enemy uses earthly people and events to get to us, but we can't react in an earthly way. Mm, good. I just put understanding the way that the en- enemy attacks and constantly seeking the Lord and the truth in that. You want to read the second part? Or you want me sure. to? Christianity, Christianity has become quite comfortable. Coffee shops and church lobbies, shuttles to the sanctuary from the parking lot on rainy days, games to entertain our children in Sunday school, fine, good, enjoy. But don't be lulled to sleep. Don't ever allow the lush settings of the culture to dull your alertness or curb the fighting edge needed to defeat your most formidable foe. Refuse to allow comfort and ease to make you apathetic, uninterested, and in some cases unaware of the battle that is raging all around. The lazy days of Christian culture must come to an end, starting today, starting with you, starting with us. Nice. And then the next question is, have you seen Christianity and the general church culture become more characterized by laziness and apathy than activity and alertness? If so, how? Hmm. I said I feel like we slash people can get wrapped up in just sharing the verses but not actually applying them to our life. I said yes, we have been become focused on the quantity of Christians versus the quality. Mm-hmm. Big churches, big music, big production, but do we really know how those members are acting outside of the church walls? Mm, that's good. And then the next question, in what ways, if any, have you noticed spiritual apathy or indifference in your own life recently? First of all, I had to look up spiritual apathy. Okay, what does um, that mean? And basically what I got from it was like, you don't care. Yeah. You just, you kind of just don't care anymore, you know? And for me, I fi- I'm finding myself getting tired of people and their bull crap. Like their <laughs> lack of, <laughs> honestly, I'm sorry. No, no don't lack be sorry. of care for the, for the strong ones. They always victimize mentality. I'm finding that. I just want to isolate myself and focus on myself, which is exactly how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't well, know. Well, I think I know what you're saying. Like, we're called to love people, but, like, people suck. Yeah. And, like, it's draining. <laughs> yes. And, like, it's kind of like, like, even, like, same as, like, we were talking earlier, like, when events are happening to you over and over and over, and it's hard to, like, stay positive and continue to praise and those things. Well, it's hard to continue to want to serve people when you do. You get walked when all you, over. Right, right. But, and then, so it makes, for me, it makes me just want to, like, isolate myself and say, yeah. you know, like, kind of screw it. But yeah. it's not that I'm saying, like, screw it, per se, I, but I notice that times I need to, like, in order for me to fill mm-hmm. and to serve the way I need to, I need to, like, take a step back and, like, realize reset. what's going on, yeah. reset, and kind of, like, get back out there, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of times, otherwise, I, I don't want to be a bitter person. Right. And I've never really been a bitter person, but people can make me bitter. And I don't want that to ever happen. Right. So, like, 
I don't know if isolating myself is the right thing to do, but it kind of feels like the right mm-hmm. thing to do, you know, just so I don't get bitter in that moment so that I can continue to move forward. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was going to say something, but I forgot. Um, for that one, I put, uh, how have I noticed spiritual apathy is people think as long as they show up on Sundays and give money, then they're good. Mm, yeah. Like there's a whole lot of, um, that's true. Wanting to be a Christian and follow Jesus, but not wanting to actually fully commit and right. like do what that actually means. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's true. Oh, crap. What was I going to say? I don't know. Let's see. Consider again the specific person or circumstances you wrote down at the beginning of the week. Which of the following two choices would best describe your approach to the issues within the last month proactive alert on guard for the enemy strategy spiritually disengaged disinterest too tired to care so that's what we wrote in the little bubble right on on day one yeah i didn't do day one because i did day one with you so when i went to go look back i was like oh um well i can share a little bit what i wrote in my bubble because so in the bubble it's like there's a bubble and then she wants you to write the name of the most difficult person, most pressing problems, and or the most overwhelming cir- circumstancing that you're facing right now. And then so you write that. And then later on, you do some study. And then she tells you to go back and write next to it, not the real enemy, and point mm. a question, point an arrow towards it. Yeah. Okay. And so, so mine was helping my husband feel confident in his new job needing spiritual leadership from him and being better at submitting um, and serving my husband. So that was mine. And so I checked proactive alert and on guard for the enemy strategies. Right. Because, I mean, I've just been praying basically for all those because there's really not much I can do besides that on those. Right. Um, And then, like, we had that little conversation at the girls' night about what it means to be a wife and all these things so right um so the next is based on your selection how would you describe the results of your approach and I said good I've battled with prayer and have already seen results and I said um being around people to help lift me up and fill my cup people ahead of me where I want to be so sometimes, like, instead of me being that person for everybody else, mm-hmm. like, I, I need to be around other people who can spiritually, like, lift me up mm-hmm. in places where yes. they're already there that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And yes. I feel like that will help that's a lot. That's huge. Um, that's kind of like, I know last week I was having a rough week. You felt some of it. Jordan got a lot <laughs> of it. Um, but basically I was coming from a place of, and I told you this, I think, like, I feel as though I'm constantly picking up slack. Right. But whenever I have an off day, like, I don't feel like anyone is there to pick up slack. No, 100%. I feel like And so, I feel like that's what you just said. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Our enemy celebrates lethargic Christian living. When we're giving up on relationships, disregarding the purity of our reputations, yielding to our appetites without putting up much, if any, resistance, he can basically go unchecked wreak havoc in the lives of God's people. Ultimately, he can hamstring the church from achieving the purposes of God. Our endurance and inertia work to his great advantage. Practically, 
rolling out the red carpet for his entrance into the unlocked doors of our indifference and despondency. He's hardly going to pass up an opening like that. That's why he works so hard to beat you down with discouragement, drag you into discontentment, lie to you about who God is, causing you to doubt the Lord's all good intentions toward you, hammering you with accusations that place a burden of shame and guilt on your shoulders too heavy to carry, trick you into thinking your situation will never change and that God doesn't hear you or care when you call out to him. Soon, your fire of passion starts to burn low. You grow lackluster disinterest. Low in spiritual fiber, your spiritual armor goes unworn and unused. Bingo. Now you're exactly where the enemy wants you. Where you no longer want to fight for peace and passion in your marriage. Where you no longer believe your child can be restored. Where you no longer hope for healing in your body. Where you no longer see any path to freedom from your addictions. Where you just don't see the purpose in praying anymore. So you don't. You don't seek or knock or... You don't ask or seek or knock. You don't take advantage of your heavenly place's position and benefits packages that comes from having every spiritual blessing in the universe handed to you as an inheritance. Maybe you kind of don't care anymore. You're not even sure you want to, but through prayer, you can't get your want to back. You, oh, through prayer, you can get your want to back. So I was like, wait, that does not make sense. <laughs> Take action. Write out Ephesians 6.10. You can copy it directly from page 7 if you'd like. When you're finished, underline all the actions and verbs and phrases. So I can just read it from here. Was it 16? Through 11. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on all, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of his darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. Uh, well, I had already done this right here, too, mm-hmm. when we were doing Ephesians, mm-hmm. uh, that Bible study. And so I highlighted, be strengthened by the Lord, um, put on the mm-hmm. full armor of God, and then stand against the schemes of the devil. Yep. And then I I continue to read that um, verse 12 just because I feel like I have to constantly remind myself that, mm-hmm. like, although I'm feeling this way, it's not so-and-so's fault. It's not that it, it's just the enemy attacking me, like, where I'm at, you know? Yeah. And he knows how to, he knows how to get me, honestly. He really mm-hmm. does, so... Look at me to read? Sure. The book of Ephesians is a delicate mix between God's gifts and our responsibilities. The first three chapters speak to the identity and status given to believers in Christ, but beginning in the fourth chapter, the tone shifts to the responsibility of the believer to act. First, the indicatives, everything that's been accomplished for us in Christ because of the victory he's already won. Then the imperatives, how we are supposed to use them so that we can actually receive and experience the tangible long-term effects of his victory in our practical everyday living. Believe and receive first, then utilize what you've been given. Mm. So in your own words, what is the difference between the indicatives and the imperatives? Between the first half of Ephesians and the second half. I'm going to let you do that because I, I wasn't, I did not understand really what it was asking. Like, I just couldn't okay. process it. Um, well, I just wrote, I had to Google what indicative and imperative yeah. meant. Um, and I just, I guess I just wrote what the definitions are. Um, the indicative explains what is true and the imperative explains what must be done. 
Um, and then I wrote Ephesians 4, 17 through 32, which is what I was wanting to read earlier. Do you um, want to read it from that Bible down there? Oh, again. I don't think it's much different. Um, because, and I wrote this specific passage down because in the Bible that I was reading, um, what are you laughing at? Oh, I thought you just laughed. (laughs) I heard that too, though. Oh, (laughs) no, I heard a little, like a little, I don't know. Is that the enemy? (laughs) Is he laughing at us? I don't know. Um, anyway, so (laughs) Ephesians 4, 17 through 32 in this um, NIV version is titled Living as Children of Light. And so I figured since this is Be the Light, let's see what um, Paul tells us to do. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. Okay, so let's remember he um, is preaching to people in Ephesus who are new Christians. They used to be Gentiles, okay? And Gentiles are not... Non-Jews. No, okay. Not Jews is what that means. Okay. You're either a Jew or a Gentile. Gotcha. Um, in the futility of their thinking, they are... So this is... He's telling them, don't do what you used to do, pretty much. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ this way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteous and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger brawling and slander along with every form of malice be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as christ forgave you nice so that was in ephesians 4 so that was a shift from where um paul was telling them just basically about Jesus. Right. And then now what that means to do as to live as children. Right. Of God. So I thought that was good. It was. <laughs> but like all those things, it's like, yeah, of course, you know, like get Easier rid of said all that. Than done. But you know, like when the enemy is attacking, that's when you have to really like focus on. And that's why it Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we're like feeling like, um, you were feeling like you need to isolate, um, and like we feel, um, like tired and weary of people taking advantage of us. 
what do you, how do you think Jesus feels? Literally, or, I, when I was but, doing this. Or should feel, would be fair of him to feel. Right. When I was doing this, I was literally thinking that. I'm like, I feel all these things, but like, what, first of all, I said like, what would Jesus do? You mm-hmm. know, like, and like, what would he do to, to me? It, because I know I've made him feel like that, you mm-hmm. know, like, and so like, I had to literally, and as I'm like, continuing to go through this, I'm like, dude, like, I really needed this today mm-hmm. to realize like. How I'm feeling is normal, for one. And for two, it's, like, it kind of helped me, like, understand that isolation is not always the best, you know? Like, and I don't know. It's just, I don't know. And that's grace for you. Yeah. But, like you said, it's easier said than done. And it's something that has to be practiced. And, um... Well, and it's a choice. Yeah. Like, I was listening to the podcast earlier today, and um, they were talking about the difference between joy and happiness. And the difference is joy is a choice. Mm-hmm. And happiness comes from an item, right? Or no? I don't remember what they said about happiness, mm-hmm. but I just remember it. It's, it's something that's temporary. Right. Right. But joy, you have to choose joy every day. Right. And you have to choose Jesus every day. Right. Right. I also um, highlighted believe and receive first, then utilize what you've been given. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of weird, because this morning I was listening to a podcast, um, Secret to Success podcast, and they were talking about, like, broke or broke and it's like are you money broke or are you spiritually broke because mm-hmm. like you can be money broke but you if you're basically how they were talking it was like he, he was getting you know working towards his goal or whatever and he wasn't working but his wife was like putting in 60 hours a week but he was still like you know at home cooking cleaning mm-hmm. working on his goal he wasn't providing financially and he was broke there but he was not spiritually broke mm-hmm. and like basically what he was getting at was like broke is a mindset Mm. it's a it's like i don't know you just have to go listen to it it's called broke or broke literally (laughs) but it was really good explaining like how spiritually like because also like one of my worries right now is like my finances Mm -hmm. they're not where i want them to be yada 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 so it was like really like eye-opening to me it was like i'm really not broke i'm just broke kind of spiritually Right. right now you know and i was like hmm and I think it's, like, in those moments of brokenness, whether you are spiritually broke or financially broke, that's when, like, you have to continue to praise. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, then it's not, you're, it's going to get worse. Right. Or you're never going to. But it's, like, when I'm feeling this way, then I have to, like, you know, I understand I always turn on worship or whatever, but then I, like, go to the grocery store and <laughs> my grocery bill is, like, through the roof. And I'm, like, why is everything so high, you know? And it just, like, adds on to everything. It's just. And then, but that is where our faith, not in this world, comes in. Right. Like, you know, you you could be broke, and you still got to buy groceries, which makes you even more broke. Right. But. But at least we can buy groceries. That's something I had to, like, tell myself. Right. At least I could buy groceries. Right. But, I don't know. It's, It's hard to, like, when you're not in the moments like that, to be like, well, you know, I'm not anchored in what this world has to offer you right. know like this isn't where my joy comes from right um or it's not where it should come from right um and they I mean it's just like a constant reminder that we have to tell ourselves right you know like even you know maybe I'm gonna walk through this season of hardship but I have to know that it's gonna prepare me for something greater right or put a tool in my tool belt for the next step right All right, let's see. 
An example of this balance is seen clearly in Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. Paul's command to be strong in the Lord is in the passive tense, meaning that strength is something God gives you, something you receive. You could actually read this phrase, be strengthened in the Lord. Strength is infused into you by God himself. But then Paul describes how we put ourselves in position to receive this strength. Put on the full armor of God. By putting on the armor, we activate the strengthening process. It's like plugging in your phone charger. You can count on your phone to hold a charge, but only if you've taken the initiative to plug it in. We will never realize the fullness of God's strength in our lives if we ignore the spiritual protection he offers. Mm. It's always available, but we must plug in if we want access, if we want to access it. That's good. Not only this, but the call to put on the armor denotes both urgency and resolution. If it's as if Paul is saying there's no time to waste, the armor must be on now, put on now, daily, consistently, faithfully. If we want to see our our resolve strengthened and our stance made firm, we need to realize that spiritual warfare doesn't take a day off. No holidays or vacations. We must choose now to engage each of the individual pieces of the armor if we expect to see their full effect in spiritual warfare. And that's crazy because, like, I listen to podcasts and, you know, like, I have not been going to church like I should, but, like, I'll watch church or whatever and I'll listen to worship. But, like, I have not opened my Bible in a long time. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. Like, no shame in my game. It is what it is. But, like, today I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a new devotion in this because there's, like, little devotions in my Bible. Then I'm going to do this um, daily devotional thing. I'm going to sit on my back porch. Like, I'm going to drink my tea. You know, I'm going to do something different. And then, like, just seeing this, it's like, yeah, I might be listening to um, a podcast where, you know, they're preaching or whatever. And that is good. But, like, it's still not putting on the full armor. Like, and that's where I feel like maybe the enemy knew how to sneak in and attack me the way that he has. Because I've not put on the full armor like I should have Mm -hmm. daily, consistently, you know. And so. But, and it was, I just can't stress this enough. It was that choice that you made to open your Bible. Right. And and what did he do? Met you right where you needed to be met. A hundred percent. Every time. This whole thing was exactly where I needed to. Every time, that's how it is. And it's because the Bible is a living word. Like, you can read this today, and it, you know, it met you where you're at. But you may read it again in a year. And it's going to mean something else to Mm -hmm. you that you needed. Right. Um, A lot of times, though, like, let me, let me rephrase that. There for a minute, I was feeling like when I read the Bible, I just... It wasn't really, like, going in the way that it needed to. Like, I didn't feel like... I felt like I was just reading it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was, like, maybe spiritually I wasn't putting myself in a place for... You know, like, I was just kind of going through the motions, just reading the words. Mm -hmm. But, like, today, like, I needed it. And so, like, I opened it up and I read it. And, like, I don't know how to explain what I was Well, I think some of that um, just comes with your spiritual maturity. That's true, Like, and also the more you read it, the more he reveals to you. Right. And so, you know, if you read, like when you read that with our little Bible study we did last year, you know, both of us, we weren't as mature then than we right. are now. And so whatever we read then, we we could have gotten a little piece of it right. then. And then you're like, okay, the rest of this just doesn't make sense. But now you're here again and you've read it and now it's right. meaning a different need. And I just think that's so cool. It is. <laughs> 
Uh, what's the difference between passive command to be strong in the Lord and active command to put on the whole armor of God? How does one impact the other? Well, I'm just going to be a broken record today, I guess. Because I put to be strong in the Lord as a gift given to us, but we have to choose to put on the armor in order for his strength to be effective in us. Hmm. That's good. I just put active requires work and consistent action. Passive doesn't really require any work. It's from the what you get from the action from the active but i could i don't know well i'm sitting here did i answer the wrong question I, <laughs> some of this was like i don't understand well i think it doesn't necessarily we have to understand it's just whatever it's right. saying to you right um the next one is philippians 2 12 through 13 is a great combination of active and passive commands um and then so that verse is Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And then it says, um, detect the active and passive commands. For active, I put, work out your salvation um, with fear and trembling, and the passive is for God who is at work in you. Mm-hmm. So would you put? Yep. Good job. <laughs> Even though the previous question was intended to help you spot both the active and passive sides of authentic gospel living, don't miss the beautiful, encouraging message of verse 13. Read it again. God is working in you right now to help you want to get your want back. I literally highlighted that. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Wake up call. The call to victorious Christian living is a wake-up call out of laziness, urging you to rise up and take serious action. The strength you need for resisting and standing firm depends on it. Satan and the demons of darkness are hoping you'll be disengaged and disinterested instead of alert, aware, and active. Record the commands to act, to action described in 1 Peter 5.8. Why do we need to respond this way? What happens when we don't? I think we can keep going. It's towards the back. Oh, wait. I think I remember 1769. Hey, I got pictographic (laughs) memory. I feel you. It's kind of crazy, actually. Look. That was close. 1 Peter 5 8. Okay. Um, be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around you like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. And that's also something else that, like, especially if I, like, because I am known to, like, kind of step back and, like, isolate myself, but if you don't really speak up about it or like go to someone that you can trust, you don't realize that everybody goes through the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're going through it right now or they've gone through it or they're going through something similar, like everybody is going through something and not speaking on it and like being honest about it, just kind of like I pretty much isolates you. And that's what the devil wants is to mm-hmm. kind of pull you away from everything. And so that was just something I realized today too. Yep. What you got? Where are we at? Um, Let's finish this and then we'll... So, 
What are the commands in First Peter 5, 8? Why do we need to respond this way and what happens when we don't? I said be sober-minded, be alert, because the devil's prowling looking for a weak mind, and when we aren't, we are leaving, we are opening a door for him to get in. Yeah, I said stay alert, watch out for the enemy, because the enemy, the devil, prowls around like a lion looking to devour. Mm-hmm. Lazy, lethargic Christianity can no longer be an option, not when an angry, hungry lion is out there stalking you, waiting for a moment of weakness or distraction, itching to pounce, not if you want to experience the full bounty of life in Christ. During these six weeks, the Apostle Paul is going to call us to an active Christian lifestyle that requires a firm resolve and forward movement. In prayer, in righteousness, in faith, it demands we get serious, strategic, and intentional. Come on now, it's time to wake up. <laughs> Actionable intel. Did you write something else? Mm-hmm. Are, are we supposed to? Yeah, if you would have done day one, you would know what that's uh, about. Okay. <laughs> I was like, there's a big spot. Am I supposed to like, write a prayer here? <laughs> no, your actionable intel is what she was saying. Like, It's like a military term that you like go around and gather information about your enemy. And then the actionable intel is what you've learned in order to defeat mm. them. So mine is... I'm going to write this so I can do it when I get home. This week we learned there is a call to action when we inherit the strength of God. We must be alert and choose to put on the full armor of God all day, every day. The enemy is just waiting for a moment of weakness, doubt, or laziness to come in and destroy all the work we've done. Um, He wants us to just go through the motions and get comfortable. Mm. Yep. Yep. That's so true. All right. That is so true. So, in church yesterday, we read... First Peter 4, I think it was just 1 through 8 were the verses, but, um, so as in, uh, at church yesterday, the message was, um, about kind of defending, like, well, um, Mr. Jim was talking about, like, he's feeling really responsible for his bloodline right now. Irresponsible? Responsible. Responsible. Like, um, just praying for, like, his kids and his um, cousins and all the people that, um, which I thought was kind of cool because we're going to see the blind on Friday Mm -hmm. and which is all about, you know, one, well, one man's choice to follow God and the woman's choice to forgive him. Right. To create this dynasty that they have now. (laughs) You like what I do? Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to see that, I'm too. so excited. So, First Peter 4. Oh, this comes out on Thursday, which is the day that the blind comes out. So, if you're listening to this on Thursday. Oh, nice. Go see the blind. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. First Peter 4. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourself also with the same attitude, because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans chose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They think it's strange that you do not plunge with them into the same food of dissipation, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead, For this is the reason the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to men in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. 
The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully, administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Good. Um, and that's funny because I was this, this same podcast I was um, listening to earlier talking about joy and happiness. They were also talking about friendship and the importance that it is to have friends around you that, um, you know, spiritually can build you up and, um, you can learn and grow from. Um, but another thing that they said, so I have always felt like hospitality and like hosting and things is like my love language. Like I love to do, I love to like have people like in my home, like create, having a good time. Right. Um, and what they said, um, in this podcast is entertaining is inviting people into your clean home. Hospitality is inviting people into your mess. Mm. And I was like, that is so true. And like Friday, I was like getting ready for all the girls to come over or whatever. And I started, you know, getting anxious and like, oh, I didn't leave myself enough time to clean everything. Like, you know, and I was like doing these like crazy little chores. And I was just like, you know, I need to just stop. That was me. Because that's not what this night is about. Like I said, we're like, we're not worried about getting dressed up. Like we're not worried about anything else, but each other. Now, granted, like I swept the dog hair up, like moved all the laundry off the couch into like another room or whatever. But I don't know. I just like, I found myself trying to like make my house clean, but then Mm -hmm. I just like kept feeling this like check in my spirit that was like this is not what this is about like right. they're not gonna care and if they do care then that's on them right <laughs> that's their um that's their problem yeah I, I thought that cut off no that was me on friday too i was like i had a list i had so much to do so much to get done because i wanted this done i wanted that done and i i I create, honestly, I create the anxiety in me. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know if everybody else is the same way, but, like, I realize that I bring it upon myself. Yes, the enemy attacks me, but, like, I also do kind of bring it upon myself mm-hmm. because I just obsess over, like, this isn't clean and that's not clean and this isn't done. And yeah. that was so expensive. And blah, blah, yeah. blah, And I don't have control, <laughs> you <laughs> know? And it, that's, it's just what it boils down to. It's yeah. kind of wild. All right. Well, we got 10 minutes. All right. Blessing the lesson. All right. Well, I got my lesson ready to go. All right. Go. Mine is communication. Because last week, when I was having a rough time, I had all this stuff just, like, stirring up in me. And it was literally driving me crazy. Like, I couldn't even think. I couldn't hardly work. Like, I was so distracted. And I was like, I don't want to, like, say anything to anybody because I don't want to be naggy right or sound like ungrateful or whatever but then I was just like I gotta get this off my chest or it's literally gonna eat you alive eat me alive yeah and and so then I texted you and then I texted Jordan like it was all like right there I just like released it off of me and that was another thing this podcast was um talking I'll have to send you it it was really good um they were talking about just like as wives and 
husbands like you have to have friends that first are like good faith based friends that um can feed into you um right truth whenever you are struggling through things that way you can go home to your partner and be a better partner than them right and not necessarily dump all your crap on them all the time right um so i thought that was really good and then um well, whenever I, like, texted you, you were like, well, thanks for saying yeah. something. Because, well, whatever. But, so, I think if you're going through something, you know, I don't think you should necessarily, like, get on Instagram and do a crying video <laughs> and, like, tell everybody all your junk. Right. But, you know, like, have a, you need just a few, like, people you can trust, people that you know, like, want the best for you, have your best interest in heart. And, like, when you're going through something, like, get it don't hold it in don't let it right. fester right Cause because when it festers then that's when i feel like re- negative emotions come mm-hmm. behind it and yeah. like at the end of the day anything can be solved with communication mm-hmm. you know like you can communicate whatever you have to say mm-hmm. and then that person needs to be there to understand and to listen you know right. and then pretty much that's just the end of it like yeah. you say what you have to you feel what you have to yeah and i and felt then move on you know so much better yeah. like it's crazy yeah. The difference between like holding something in and just and just actually just saying it, yeah, just get it out mm-hmm. there because chances are you're not feeling that way for no reason, right? You know, right, hundred so. percent. Okay, uh, lesson for me is um, I would say. Um, just realizing that, like, I have not opened my Bible in a long time, and maybe that's a lot of the reasons why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Um, and so the lesson is to just, you know, get back in there and open the Bible and really put on the armor, mm-hmm. the sword, open it up, use it. Yeah. It's there for a reason. Well, that's how you grow your intimate relationship with Jesus. Right. You know, you can, like, have an idea of what the Bible right. says, but until you, like, dive into it, he, it really just reveals, like, all right. the things. And I feel like, that, and I am very guilty of this because, like, I have a relationship with Jesus. Like, I'm constantly talking to the mm-hmm. Lord. Like, I'm driving down the road. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, yeah. like, just talking. But it's still not the same. You know, it's, like, not the same as opening this up and reading and letting him kind of teach you and then you apply it to your life like because a lot of times like I said I see people and I've been guilty too you know just sharing a verse oh because that's good but like how are you going to apply that to your life Mm -hmm. you know how are you going to make this like change the way you think because if you can change the way you think in your mindset you really change everything around you I think a lot of times too is when we're talking our to like our day-to-day conversations with with Jesus and sometimes it's hard to hear him but his answers are in the word right you know right and if we're not if we're not constantly in there you're not gonna get it and then another reason is it also it helps you to decipher what's truth and what's not right what that's getting thrown at you throughout the day right like I don't know for me I'll if I like am not like talking to God or like in control of my brain kind of like it goes 
to some really scary places yeah. Yeah. that I'm like, what in yeah. the, why Go, would get you, out of my brain. <laughs> why would you even think that? Yes. Like, but, yeah, same. But it's a choice. Like, seriously. And when that happens, I literally have to like turn on a, a spiritual podcast or some worship yeah. or something. Cause I'm like, wow, that was really dark. Well, why did like, I even think that? I'm like, where did that yeah. even come from? Like, mm-hmm. that is not me. That's yeah. not who I want to be. Right. That's not like in my soul. Like, right. where did that come from? Yeah. Don't even like, I don't know. It's scary. It is. The brain, like, yeah. is scary. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> Blessed. Blessing. You got one? Yeah, you okay. know, um, my blessing is just getting to take a few days off of work. Um, but actually, that was nice. And that was, you know, I'm very blessed that I have a job I can do that. But also getting back into work. Because, like, just just having that structure. I am such a structured person. It's mm-hmm. insane. Like, if I don't have my routine, if I don't have my my structure... I, I literally fall off the wagon. Like, my brain just goes kind of, I don't know, it's weird, but I, that's my blessing. I don't even know if that made sense. No, but I feel you. Yeah. Well, mine is that I'm going to the beach next week. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Much wait. needed. How long are you going for? Just a couple of days. When are you going? Thursday. Thursday through Sunday? Nice. What beach? Uh, I guess you. Tybee oh. Island. Oh. <laughs> love that place i've never been but i've heard it's good so um i'm going to florida soon nice i just gotta figure out when it's for work oh but hey i'm still gonna have fun there you go (laughs) we're doing a lot of um habitat for humanity stuff out here so cool so tbd on if we're gonna record next week or not because i'm gonna have to finish all my work in three days sounds good we'll figure it out one thing about running your own business is you don't get to take vacation days. Yeah. You just kind of got to get it where you can. Yeah. I kind of had that realization the other day about, like, getting a camper. I told Tan, like, I want, I'm want i going to get a camper one day. Mm-hmm. But now that I started this business, like, m- most of my work is going to be on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, I think I should just get a pool <laughs> because <laughs> I'm going to be at home a lot, you know? Like, there you go. Hey. I'll get a camper eventually when I don't have, you know, I have passive income coming in versus actually having to work a side business, you know. But I was like, I'm going to miss out on a lot on the weekends because I'm going to have to, you know, like deliver and set up Mm -hmm. and pick up and this, that, and the other. So a lot of my time is going to be spent at home. So I was like, you know what? I'm just probably going to get a Well, what if you set these things up at events and then you got to like kind of hang around all day long until it's time to take it down and you might need a camper? I'm not hanging out there. Okay. Well, you never know where these events are going to be. Is it going to be well, feasible for you to just go back True, and true. I'm just... True that. I'm just trying to get just you to roll get a up camper. In my <laughs> no, I'm getting one, but it won't be within the next year. I'll yeah. say that. We got to get ours back out. Oh, it's driving me crazy. Oh, yeah. Especially a fall camping. Yeah. I have not been fall camping in a long time, so... Well, that's all I got. All right. All right. See y'all next time. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Be The Light Podcast. You can catch us every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, you can always email in at be the light pod at gmail.com. We love you. Bye. Bye.